What's up, world? It's your girl, Lex, and I'm back with Put Me On Game. And today I have a very special guest with me, like always. I have my girl, Jackie Smith, with me, a.k.a. Spicy Naya, a.k.a. Naya Marie. How are you doing today, girlfriend? I am doing good. I'm glad to be here virtually with you. Um, so thank you for that. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule because I know... You wear many hats and you have a lot going on, but thank you for joining me. And thank I want you. you to go ahead and tell everybody who Naya Marie is, who Jackie Smith is. Tell us who you are, girl. Uh, so I'll start with Jackie and I'll work my way to Naya Marie. Okay. Uh, Jackie Smith is my name. Um, I tell people I'm just a regular girl. Um, graduated from Clark Atlanta University. I moved down here when I was um, 18. And uh, been in Atlanta ever since. Loved Atlanta, just like fell in love, been here ever since. And uh, I graduated from Clark. I have a degree in accounting. And so I was working for a long time and just kind of was looking for something to do, something to kind of develop my confidence and, you know, like stay in shape and was really just kind of trying to find myself in my early 20s. And uh, I found pole dancing. And so I started taking pole dancing classes, met some amazing people, traveled literally all over the world, taking pole dancing classes. And uh, just the opportunity presented itself for me to start a pole dancing studio. And so I now own and operate a pole dancing studio in Gwinnett County, Georgia. It's about 30 minutes north of Atlanta. And it's called Spice Pole and Aerial Fitness. So um, Naya Marie is my pole dancer alter ego. And uh, truly, Naya Marie is really like the girl Jackie wants to be all the time. You know, Jackie's a little bit awkward. <laughs> you know, she's a little bit like kind of shy. But Naya Marie is like, what are we doing? Where are we going? Like, she's fearless. And so um, I'm learning to fuse the two and be more Naya Marie-esque in my Jackie life. Uh, but yeah, Naya Marie is a pole dancer, pole dancer. She does all the things on the pole. She does Lyra, she does silks. So yeah, that's, that's really my, my confident, beautiful, do all the things alter ego. <laughs> Okay, that's great to hear. So Jackie Smith is more like your girl next door and Naya Marie is her alter ego. Okay, I like that. Oh, I like yes. That. yes. So tell me a little bit more about Jackie Smith. Like, where are you from and, you know, how did you grow up? Tell me about that. Um. So, oh my gosh, I grew up all over. So I was born in Denver. And I'm not a military. People always ask me, like, are your, is your family military? No, we just moved a lot. So I was born in Denver. Um, I went to elementary school up until, like, first grade in Denver. And then we moved to North Carolina. We lived in two different places in North Carolina. And I went to one, two, three, four, five different, maybe six. I might have to do the math on that five or six different schools in a four year period of time. Wow. So I've moved around a lot. I always tell people I went to, I went to 12 different schools before high school. So I never really had a chance to like 
develop my, you know, my, not to say develop my personality, but I was always the new girl. So after North Carolina, uh, we moved to Virginia. Then from Virginia, we moved to Maryland. And of course, in between all of this time, I was like moving from elementary school to middle school to high school. And so it, my childhood, it was great. It was wonderful. Like I grew up with my mom and my dad. I have a little brother, you know, like outside looking in, I think people probably felt like I had the perfect life, you know, but moving around the way that I did was very difficult because I never really found my place. I never got a chance to like do extracurricular activities for any extended period of time um, because I was always moving. So, um, so yeah, it was a little bit weird. And I think because I was always the new girl, I never really knew how to interact with people because it was always a new group. So I might get comfortable with one group, then I move and then it's like, okay, this new. <laughs> so it was crazy. So um, when I lived in North Carolina, I found out what colorism was. Uh, I was the blackest person people had ever seen in their whole life. No, not North Carolina lies. When I moved to Virginia, DC Metro, I was the blackest person anybody had ever seen in their whole life. <laughs> Girl, I am from Virginia, so colorism is a conversation that we can have for days, months, Listen, years. It's so real. It's um, real. You mentioned that you attended Clark Atlanta University. Shout out to mm -hmm. all the HBCUs. Hey. Um, how was that going to an HBCU coming from a background where you didn't, um, I don't, I guess you didn't have many friends because you moved around so much. So how was that when you attended um, Clark Atlanta? How did you adapt? I don't think I did. I think so. What happened, um, I did settle down in high school. I didn't move in high school. So what I had to learn to do to like kind of fit in I, humor has always been my thing. Like I was always like joking and playing around. And so I kind of just took that and put it in, at, did the same thing at Clark. I also was in the band. So even though I didn't have outside of school extracurricular activities, I always found the band. So I played saxophone from fifth grade all the way through high school. So after I graduated from high school, I was like, oh, I'm not doing the band. I'm done with music. I'm going to go to college and get a fresh start and become this brand new person. Girl, I was right back in the band. I found my, my, the person that lived next door to me was in the marching band at Clark. And I was just like, you, you're in the band? Like, <laughs> my, my band nerd came out. So I basically just did the same thing. Like, it was a great experience, though, because it did give me an opportunity to kind of develop my personality and find out what I like, what I don't like, the type of people I like to hang out with and the people that really compliment me best and the activities that compliment me best. And if anybody is ever considering any person of color is considering going to an HBCU versus a PWI, I'm always going to say to HBCU because being able to just be a free black person in a black environment with people that look like you, that are nurturing you, that understand the experience that you've had as an African-American. You're never going to get that again. Ever. I Unless totally you work at Powell's Lounge. <laughs> <laughs> Say it again, Will. At Powell's Lounge, no. <laughs> 
Yeah, um, I totally agree with that. You know, I I feel like I found myself of my at my HBCU that I attended, Livingstone College, home mm-hmm. of the Blue Bears. But yeah, um, if you're a black student and you're graduated from high school, I totally recommend the HBCU. It will help you find yourself. Will help you learn about your history, things that you did not learn. Yeah. Um, you know, K through 12th grade. It's just, it just makes you an overall better individual. So yeah. Yeah. So speaking yeah. of finding yourself, when did you decide that you wanted to become an entrepreneur? So what's really crazy about my journey is sad. It's very sad because I look back at my life and I'm like, man, I could have been pursuing so many things. Um, but I, from the time I was a little girl, I used to tell myself, I can't do this because this is for other people, whether they were white, whether they were wealthy, whether they were whatever. I always told myself, you can't do this because of how you look. So when I, I went to college and was in an entrepreneurship class because my background is in accounting, we had to take an entrepreneurship class. And I remember being in that class. This was in, I was like 22 years old, 21, 22 years old. I'm in the class like, I'm never going to be an entrepreneur. Like, what do I look like? I'm not rich. I'm not wealthy. I don't come from some elite background. I'm not white. Like, how am I going to be an entrepreneur? Like, I'm in college. I'm going to get a degree. I'm going to work for the rest of my life and retire at 62 or 70 or whenever people retire and live my best life. You know, that's what I'm going to do. I never thought about being an entrepreneur until after I graduated from college and actually had a job like and came out of college and had a pretty good job. I was working for the federal government and, um, I saw that those checks really don't, (laughs) you know, after taxes, those checks, you know, for me. So I started out making $50,000 when I graduated. I was making $50,000 and I thought like, oh, man, I'm about to be balling in these streets. I was not. (laughs) I was not balling in the streets. I was on a budget budget. So, um, so yeah, I started like thinking about other ways and working out has always been something that I love to do. I've always been very athletic, even though I never played sports, any organized sports. I've always been very athletic. I was the kid in school. I was like, Oh, I love PE. I don't want to put on dresses. I want to run and jump and play. And so, um, so when I was working at my job, I'm like, well, look, I need to find something to do on the weekends, you know? And, So I started looking up different little certifications. I could do like maybe a spending certification, but I never pursued any of that stuff. I just, I was like, whatever, I'm working my job, do my 40 hours, whatever. And so it wasn't until I found pole dancing and I really got into it that I started seeing like, wow, I can actually sell this service to other people. And that's, I started out just doing private lessons and from there, it took off. Wow. So how long have you, um, how long have you been an entrepreneur? So, um, I guess officially, um, if, if I was going off of what I guess maybe society would consider an entrepreneur, um, two years, 
but I've been doing private lessons um, with pole dancing for about three or four years now. So even though I was working under someone, I was still like, if I met you and you said, girl, I want to learn some, some pole, I would, you know, say, okay, well, here's my rate. You can come to the studio and I'll teach you and, or you can come to my home and I'll teach you how to do some pole stuff. And so that is entrepreneurship. And I don't think people really understand, like anytime you're making your own money and you're providing a service to someone and they're paying you for it, you're an entrepreneur. So I didn't think about it like that. But so I would say maybe like the past four years I've been, an entrepreneur. Yeah, I, I think that that's a, um, I guess, a misconception that we have. You know, we, we think that you can fit entrepreneurship into this box right here. And mm -hmm. if it doesn't fit into this box, then it's not entrepreneurship. But there are many different types of um, entrepreneurship. And I love what you're doing. So tell me, you talked about your family a little bit. Tell me, how do your parents feel about you um you know having a college degree in accounting leaving a federal job and not only becoming an entrepreneur but becoming a a pole fitness uh entrepreneur so tell me how your parents feel about that you know i think they probably have different answers for different people so for me they're like we're so proud of you yay da -da -da. But I don't think they tell everybody. <laughs> well, maybe they do. I don't know. But sometimes I, I'm like, I wonder how they really, really feel. I mean, they're always supportive. And like my mom, she does tell people. Um, but like I was at home recently uh, for 4th of July. And my mom told one of my neighbors, like neighbor that, I, that watched me grow up, you know, and was like, oh yeah, Jacqueline has a pole dancing studio. And like, now I'm grown, you know, and this guy's probably in his fifties, you know? And so he was just kind of like, pole dancing. <laughs> oh, and so I, I kind of felt bad because I was like, dang, you know, like, you know, how does my mom or how does my dad feel when people react like that? And so they never make me feel bad about it or anything. But sometimes I do wonder how they really, really, truly feel. But from what they tell me, they're always happy. And so they're super supportive. And my dad is like, let me know when you need me to teach some classes. I'm like, sir, you ain't teaching no classes. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not uh, teaching classes. Uh, Bye. <laughs> I think that's cool, though. Um, I come from... I come from, a, I don't want to say a similar background, but I come from a, a a background where both of my parents were in my life, um, went to a HBCU, didn't have a federal job, but I had a state job, you know, mm -hmm. and, and one day I was just like, I can't do this anymore. I'm out. And I left my job. And at first I think, um, not I think, my parents were a little skeptical about, you know, what I was doing and especially my mom, because my mom works for the feds as well. But um, mm -hmm. after a while, they were just like, you know what, you living your dream, you taking care of yourself, you ain't calling home asking for money. 
roof over your head. You're living in Atlanta. Like you're doing it. We're proud of you. So I, I love that your parents, um, that your parents are like that. Then they're very supportive. I love that. And on another note, my dad is a Sunday school teacher and a deacon. And so I really am just like, you're cool with this? Okay, all right. I'll, I'll make sure I keep it clean for the church folks. But yeah, good night, guys. Now, now have you had anyone from his church? Um, Hold on one second, Alexis. Oh, you got it? There you go. You said what now? Now, have you had anyone from your father's church? take classes from you not that i know of not that i know of you will be surprised though the people that do come in and take classes um they're all in maryland so i i'm not sure if anybody has made it to atlanta but i would not be surprised honestly because paul is for everybody and like it's crazy because people come in and they're like i don't want to be seen i don't want to be recorded and i'm like girl you know like so what? We're just here to have fun. It so. is 2020. Everybody uh, wants to take pole dance. Class. What did they say? She said it's 2020. I'm not to be arguing about twerking. What? <laughs> <laughs> so, do you feel like um, your past prepared you for becoming an entrepreneur? Definitely. Yeah, it definitely did because... Um, like everybody's leaving. Bye, guys. Um, no, it definitely did because um, for me, I really struggled with insecurity. Um, I had very low self-esteem. My self-confidence was like, yeah, um, because I just never thought that I really, I never thought much of myself other than go to school, go to work, get a job. Like, that was it. So this now is what I do every day, is pour into people and tell them, you're beautiful. You're amazing. Look at how strong you are. Look at how wonderful you are. Look how good you look in these shorts. Like, this is what we do every single day. And so, and I can speak from a perspective of someone who dealt with being self, uh, self-conscious, self being, you know, having body image issues, um, feeling like I wasn't good enough. And so when women come in here and they're like, I'm not good enough, I'm like, first of all, don't say that, period. Like, we don't do that here. We don't do negative self-talk. And it's crazy because the it's it, especially for women, I don't see this enough in guys. And I feel like guys should do more of this but in women, we're so critical. Like, I'm girl, I'm fat. I'm this. I'm, uh, uh. I'm just like, no, no, you're not going to do that here. Period. Because what you, your words have power. So I think, you know, knowing that I'm literally the same person I was 10 years ago, I mean, of course, I have more experiences, but nothing has changed about me. I'm still the same little brown girl, <laughs> nothing's changed. My status in society has not changed. So what changed was my mindset. What, ch what changed was the words that I say to myself. What changed was the people that are around me. My community changed, my circle changed. So yeah, I, um, I, I definitely think my background had a lot to do with 
um, where I am today. Because I remember growing up, like I said, you know, people talking about me being black certainly was not the standard of beauty. And then also my parents didn't play that. Like I kind of blossomed a little bit early. So I was in sweatpants and like baggy clothes. You know, I was not cute growing up, period. Like all these kids now, they so cute. They got hair and nails. I know I was not cute. So I definitely was not getting attention from boys. Um, yeah, I was like the nerdy kid reading Harry Potter in high school, like walking down the hallway reading Harry Potter. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, you are definitely beautiful. And I know you were beautiful then and you are gorgeous now. And I just I love the fact that what you're doing is not just a pole dance studio. It's not just somewhere where people come and, and learn how to twerk, you know, um, you're actually building, building women up, not just on the outside, you know, and getting them in shape, you're getting their inside in shape and you're making them feel better. You're making them view themselves in a better light. And I love that. That's so dope. So, yeah. Yeah. Whenever people come here and they're just like, because this is not a traditional workout and yeah, you can go to LA Fitness and spend $40 to, to go on a treadmill and lift the weights and all this other stuff. This is, to me, this is therapy. Like, I mean, I do other therapy too, but, you know, <laughs> this is really like my place to heal your body. We're, we're meant to move, you know, and who's to say how you should move your body? Yeah. Who's to say what device you use to you move your body? So, um, and then the community is so supportive. Like we recently had a little bit of drama in the pole community and everybody was like appalled. Like what is happening right now? There's drama. Like it's just such a positive, wonderful, supportive, inclusive community. And so, yeah, is and this is really the community that I have here is the community that I wish everybody had. Like, I hate when I get around women and it's just like, eh, look at her, look at her, so competitive and so nasty and talking down about other women. And I'm like, you realize you talking about this other woman is you putting yourself down? Mm -hmm. Like, it, it, uh, we can all win. We can all win. We can all support each other and be beautiful in our own ways. And so that's what we do. That's what the pole community is all about. And so... You know, like I said, I change my circle as I change and meet new people, new wonderful, amazing people that are supportive and like positive and, you know, doing their own things and bosses in their own ways. It it adds to me, you know, yeah. it's like we're all just energy, just adding to each other. And it's a, it's an amazing feeling. That's really good to hear. Um, So have you had uh, if you had to choose one, what are some. Or what's a challenge that you faced as a black woman, a black a black female entrepreneur? You know, I think everybody probably deals with this, but I think the imposter syndrome is probably like very strong in in me. And I don't know if that's just me, um, but I feel like growing up as a young black girl. And never really seeing, and it's crazy because I'm 33 years old, but I remember watching TV as a child and only seeing or seeing very few people that look like me. Mm. 
very, very few people that look like me. And most of the time it was in a certain role. So that representation was not there. So even to this day, I'm constantly having to tell myself, you can do this. You are capable of this. You deserve to be doing this. You're smart. Like I literally have to do the scene from the help. Like you are smart. All the time. Affirmations. (laughs) (laughs) All the time because people don't, I don't know if people realize this, but what you see on TV and what you see in the media, it really does get into your mind and it programs you into a certain way of doing things. And so, and if you don't start telling yourself, like, I'm supposed to be here, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, I'm great at this, I'm smart, I'm this, I'm that, it's hard, it's a hard road. It's a hard road. And, um, you know, and then also within our community, I don't think there's I mean, it depends. Some people grew up, some black people grew up with a lot of entrepreneurs in their family. I didn't. Most of my family, they work. You know, they work, they have good jobs, they retire, period. So, you know, becoming an entrepreneur, quitting a good good government job, that's <laughs> not a conversation you just have with your family and they're automatically going to be supportive. You know, the tendency is to say all the things that can go wrong. Mm-hmm. And if you let that get into your mind, you it's easy to just be like, you know what? I'm comfortable. I'm good. Like, let me just stay here at my job. So honestly, um, when I started thinking about opening up a pole studio and it actually became a reality, like the ball really started moving, I didn't tell my family I was opening up a studio until like it was done. Wow. <laughs> so, like... I wasn't trying to like talk to them about, oh, this happened and that happened because there's going to be obstacles, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not going to be a smooth road. And for some people that one obstacle, they're going to be like, why would you do this? Yeah. Well, don't do that. So, you know, I think as a black person, I mean, I can only speak to the black experience because that's what I have. That's what I am. Um, I know for sure I dealt with a lot of imposter syndrome and just feeling like I wasn't supposed to be doing this. I'm not supposed to be here. And then just the, the family, you know, dealing yeah. with not necessarily my family was supportive, but, you know, they work. That's what they they do what they do. They do it well. But I'm definitely doing something different. And uh, I have to manage what how I talk to them. Mm-hmm. Um we recently expanded uh, the space. And the first time I brought it up to my mom, this is during COVID. My mom was like, no, no, you're a gym, COVID, you're all going to die. And I was just like, okay, mom. I hung up the phone. Still standing. And I was like, I called my property manager. (laughs) I was like, let's do it. So well, since you, you said you just opened up a, um, another studio, how do you stay motivated to, to do all of this? Like you wear many hats and you have a lot going on. How do you stay motivated? It's the people. So what you can't see right now, one of the instructors at Spice is sitting over here and I hope you're listening in, but um, no, it's the people. Like I can't let them down. I can't, when COVID hit, I'm like, close the studio. What? Close? We're not about to close. We just open. Like, 
the people keep me motivated. And that's why I tell everybody, if I could have one message to anyone is to make sure you got a good circle. Yeah. Because this community, like I go so hard for this community. I go so hard because these, this is like my family. This is like, they're my friends. And so if I decide, Oh, okay, well, I don't feel like doing this anymore because this is hard. I don't feel like doing this anymore because I would be more comfortable if I just got a job and just worked a nine to five and made my, you know, like, uh, what? What are my friends going to do? Where are they going to pull? You know, like, I can't. I can't let them down. That's why community, your circle matters for real. Absolutely. So that's, that's how I stay motivated. When I was working, girl, I worked my 40 hours. I went home. I, went, I worked my 40 hours and went home. Now well, you're always at the studio. Yes, I'll be 14, 16 hour days. And Labor Day, I was up here working. I was up here from probably about 10 o'clock in the morning until easily 10 o'clock at night. Wow. Easy. You know, and I, do it, and I would do it every day. I would take a lot of naps, but <laughs> I would do it every day, no question. I sure wish I'd have known you were there on Labor Day because I started to call you and say, Jackie, I'm coming. No. <laughs> I live across the street. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Here-ish. <laughs> okay. So it's not a long drive. You're already there. But, um, so you've told me a lot and you have a lot of insight. Um, looking back on your life, with, from what you know now, what would you tell your 15-year-old self? Man, you can literally do anything. You, it is crazy because they tell you, you can do anything you put your mind to. But I feel like nobody ever really tells you how to use your mind. So for me, and it, again, I'm going to always go back to your circle matters. One of our students here, when I first opened Spice, she told me about meditation. And I was kind of like, Okay, girl, yeah, meditation. Okay, I'll try it. Sure, whatever. And I think I was so, um, like, willing to try anything to um, make this work. I was like, well, what a meditation to try. Why not? Best thing I've ever done in my life. Mm. Best thing. The affirmations, like, really tapping into your subconscious mind and reprogramming your mind to do different things, the law of attraction, all of that. Um, good night, Missy. Um, all of that is necessary. It's necessary. And so I would tell my 15-year-old self, I would say, learn, first of all, speak the life you want into existence. All of this, I'm not pretty enough. I'm too big, I'm this negative, this negative, that negative, cut it. Don't ever say that about yourself ever again. And anybody else that has anything to say about it, you need to remove them from your life, period, period. Like Absolutely. friends, family members, like, I mean, it's kind of hard because unfortunately, and I experienced some of this too, I have family members. I had a family member, a close family member, tell me I would never do anything. I would never be anything. A family member that I'm supposed to be looking up to, I got to be around you. So, you know, and I've even dealt with that since I've started my business. People literally telling me like, yeah, you're, you, 
you're not really all that, <laughs> you know? So I would tell my 15 year old self, you are. And if you weren't all that, you wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. You're here for a reason. You have a purpose. And whatever feels good to you, like truly feels good to you, follow that. Do that. Don't let anybody tell you what you should be doing in this world because it's not placed in their heart. It's placed in your heart. You were created. You're here for a reason. You were created for a purpose. So I would I would tell my 15-year-old self that. You are here for a reason. And now it's just up to you to do it. And trust that who created you, whatever you think created you, um, is going to always support you in your desires because your desires were placed in your heart. Mm. Come on. It's, you know what? It's, it's amazing to see, to hear you talk about you having or had low self-esteem, you know, growing up and you weren't sure of yourself and now like this woman that you have blossomed into you with the affirmations like you were just so positive your energy is so refreshing i love it thank you i I hope that you know once this episode is released i hope that other young girls that look like you and i can sit down and listen to this episode and be like you know what all of these negative things that i'm thinking about myself that's not me that's not me And she, no. Miss uh, Jackie Smith, is somebody that I can look up to because she was once in a place that I was in and I'm in now. And I, I just love you, Jackie. Oh, me too. You be funny. I mean, you know, I've never really been able to sit down and talk with you. Not, I mean, not to this extent, you know, we're always moving really fast in what we do, but, uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm really enjoying this and I'm glad that I was able to sit down and talk with you and I'm glad that you were open enough to share your story because some people aren't, aren't in a place where they're okay with telling the world, you know, how they used to be or how they got to where they are now. You know, they just want Mm -hmm. people to see the glitz and glam. They don't want them to see how they got there or what they went through to get there but man so much girl so i need you to do one more thing for what couple uh, more things uh uh-huh i want you to um put me on game okay (laughs) put me on game honey and leave me with the most important quality that an individual must have to become a successful entrepreneur um the game the game uh, number one, you, you are the game, right? Like it's already in you period. Like you've already got it. Whatever you, whatever pops into your mind to do, do it because it's there for a reason. I have no desire to be a chef. I have no desire to be a computer scientist. I have no desire to be a filmmaker. I want to do pole and that's what I'm doing. And that's what's placed in my heart. And so whatever the, the game, you are the game. You are the juice. So do it. Do whatever it is you feel like you're supposed to be doing. It, the universe, God, whatever you believe in, will support you in that. Period. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Come on. Now, was that Jackie or was that Spicy Naya? That was Spicy Naya. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 
girl. So I got a couple of um, rapid fire questions. Are you okay with these? I am. Okay. All right. So if you had to, if you had to choose one superpower, what would it be and why? Invisibility. Because I'd be tired of talking to folks. <laughs> I love you. I want to be out. I want to be out, but I don't want nobody to bother me. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so funny. All right, what's your ultimate get it done song? Like your, your turn up song. If you put this song on right now, you're going to be able to accomplish whatever it is that you need to accomplish that day. Right now, it's WAP. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Listen, that song can wake the dead, okay? <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. Okay, so this one is a good one. The Pink. Or Magic City? The pink. <laughs> Listen, and I'm all in my feelings. Okay. I don't know if y'all seen the finale yet, but I did. we found out that one of the characters is an accountant. I was like, am I? I don't want to give it away, but I was like, is this me? Is this my life? <laughs> it's not. It's not. It is not my life. But I was it is like, your life. Okay, no. <laughs> accountant. Okay, we can do it too. I'm like, oh, she really learned, and, and she learned how to pole dance. Now she went to a strip club and learned how to pole dance. But basically, this woman took a skill set that she learned mm-hmm. and is making money off of it. Listen, this really? is my daily struggle. I'm like, do I really want to step into the club? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you know, you yeah. Get the paint down there and uh. What is it? I say Tuscaloosa, but Tuscaloosa. Tuscaloosa, yeah. After I watch every episode, I have a country accent. I don't know. I be talking to my dog. I'm like, come here, Copeland. Come here. I usually have to turn off my Mississippi accent. Oh my gosh. Okay, so Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter? Instagram. Especially now they got reels. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all the money in the world or happiness? Happiness. Oh, really? Yes. I'm Let me tell you. Happy. Look, we might have to do another episode because I've had. I mean, I wasn't by any stretch balling, mm-hmm. but I was definitely comfortable. So I my I was making six figures. My husband at the time ish whatever was making six figures we were very comfortable i'm 33 years old very comfortable i could buy whatever i want do whatever i wanted like very comfortable girl i blew up my life (laughs) november of 2019 blew it up wow changed everything yeah money don't mean nothing if you are not at peace yeah you just got more money to self-destruct that's all that is you're right about that um what's what secret talent do you have besides pole and besides Uh, (laughs) uh, secret talent i don't know if it's a secret talent for real but i swear like my deja vu feels very real so sometimes I think I have like, um, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't, but I think that I am a little bit more connected to the universe or whatever, because 
I'll literally be in a situation I'm like, man, I've, I've been here before. I've seen this before. Um, I don't remember where or what I was doing. I don't know if I dreamt it or what. But yeah, like I, I really do feel like I sometimes in some situations I've been there and I've experienced it before. I don't know what that means. I can't do anything with that. But yeah, that's maybe funny. And yes, you can do something with it. You better listen to it. I need to look. Somebody help me enhance it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, one more thing. I need you to tell everybody where they can find you. Do you have a website? Are you on? Well, clearly you're on Instagram because that's your your favorite platform. But um, social media, Instagram, uh, I mean, website. How can people find you? So um, I am, you know, if you want to find me, you can find me on Instagram at spicy, S-P-I-C-Y, Naya, N-I-Y-A-H. Um, but you know, you can always get me, uh, but you can um, come and take some classes and get connected with the community, which I encourage everyone to do. Uh, go to our website, SpicePoleFitness.com. We're located in Duluth, Georgia. So we're a little bit outside of the city, but it's worth the drive. Trust me. Um, but yeah, SpicePoleFitness.com. Click the link that says join slash view schedule. And uh, take some classes. We are on Facebook, Spice Pole and Aerial Fitness. Um, I'm on Facebook as Naya Marie. Um, and yeah, I'm on Facebook. Let me see. Yeah, right now, Facebook and Instagram. Those are the two places I'm really, I'm really absorbed in. Um, and then on Instagram at the Spice Pole Fitness. Um, so yeah, you can check out what we do here at Spice and get a look at some of the classes and see what events we have coming up. So, yeah. Thank you so much, Jackie. Thank you. Um, spicy Naya, Naya Marie. I love the energy. Um, best wishes to you and anything that you plan on doing in the future. I hope that your business continues to flourish and I hope that you continue to spread your story and keep uplifting women across the world. Thank you so much. Of course. Much. Of course. Thank you. And thanks for putting me on game, honey. Listen, you put me on game. <laughs> <laughs> you have a good night. All right. You too.